Thanks for checking out the Basecamp podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're really excited for tonight. We have been in a series called Tis the Season. Um, last week, Pastor Zach preached on Tis the Season to be present. Um, and he asked me and Amy this week to talk on Tis the Season to be selfless. So we're really excited. God spoke some um, really special things in both of our hearts. So let's just pray. God, we thank you so much for what you're going to do in this place tonight, what you already have done in this place. Um, we just thank you for the opportunity to worship you and to glorify you. And, and I just pray right now that our hearts and our minds would just be fixed on who you are right now. We ask that you would just come into this place and, and quiet our minds, quiet our souls, God, that you would just penetrate our hearts with, with a message that, that our souls have been longing to hear, God. So we just completely offer this night up to you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so before we jump into talking about selflessness, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about identity because that's a very important foundation of selflessness. Um, Mark 12 says there's no greater commandment than to love the Lord and love our neighbor as ourselves. And so if we don't love ourselves well, it's going to be hard for us to love others well. And I think a lot of the time we criticize ourselves a lot and we don't love ourselves as well as we could. I think we've all had times where we're running late somewhere or we completely forget something or we break something and it's so easy to say, oh, I'm so annoying. How could I have let that happen? Or I'm so this or I'm so that. And it's usually pretty negative about ourselves. And I have a friend who told me about her dad and her brother were having a conversation and her dad made some mistake and he said, oh, I'm so dumb. And his son said, hey, dad, don't call yourself dumb because when you do that, you're insulting the creator, the Lord, and you're insulting the Lord's creation. And I think that's a really powerful thing for us to all think about because it's true the Lord is our creator and he's good and he doesn't make mistakes and he created every single person in this room just the way that he wanted you to be. And so if we're criticizing ourselves or if we're negative about ourselves, we're insulting the Lord's creation and we don't want to do that. He knew exactly what he was doing and it was good. And so if we can love ourselves, if we're able to do that, then I think loving others is going to flow naturally out of that. Um, and so tonight we are going to be reading from Galatians 5, 13 through 15. So you want to go ahead and open your Bible. This scripture talks about um, what our identity is and how we're called to be free. And I, again, it's Galatians 5, 13 through 15. And I'm going to be reading the message translation, which may look a little different than yours, so it will be on the screen behind me as I read it. So Galatians 5, 13 through 15 says, It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other, and where will your precious freedom be then? So the scripture makes it very clear. It says, it is absolutely clear that God, that God has called you to a free life. 
I think that's a very freeing thing to know that that's our identity and to know that the Lord desires for us to be free and that's where he calls us. Yeah, that's so good. Um, so that's just, we felt that was really important before we started talking about selfishness and selflessness because selflessness because it comes from our identity and, and who we believe we are and that's why it's easy to love others because of God's love. So if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Moving into our first point, selfishness is restraining. So Basically, when we submit to our selfish desires, it restrains us and it holds us back from everything we're capable of accomplishing and the relationships we're capable of building. When we're focusing on ourselves and our eyes are just on, what am I wearing? How do I look? What am I saying? Who's doing what for me? Um, you know, anything we're involved in, it becomes like the most important thing. And that actually stunts our growth in our relationships with our friends, in our relationships with God, and and ultimately ourselves. Um, so... Continuing in this passage, Galatians 5, um, again, we're in the message. It, in what Amy just read, it says, rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. And honestly, that, this is how anything grows. H- having selflessness and, and loving others instead of just selfishly focusing on ourselves, our relationships grow and our thought life grows in a positive way with the Lord, and we develop through that. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say, like, selflessness frees us from being restrained. And we have to freely give what we've been given, and what we've been given is God's love. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So just to recap for you guys, our point number one was selfishness is restraining. And we're going to go ahead and jump right into point number two, which is selfishness is isolating. So I'm going to read a portion of Galatians 5 um, just to reiterate. Um, It says, for everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you'll be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? So the Lord created us for community. He didn't create us to walk through life by ourselves. But with this community, if we're spending our time attacking each other with hateful words and gossip and rude actions, then we're not walking in the confidence of freedom that we're called to walk in. And so, yeah, so I'll say that again. We're not walking in the confidence of freedom that we are called to. The Lord wants us to be free. He calls us to be free. And if we're attacking each other, we can't live that way. Um, And so the Lord desires for us to have this great community. He wants us to have people to rely on, to support each other. And in order for us to receive that from the Lord, we have to be willing to put that community first before ourselves. So when I was in middle school and high school, I consumed a lot of my thoughts with being afraid of what other people thought of me. And it was all consuming and it was paralyzing. And I I spent a lot of my time in fear because I would think, oh, if I act this way, how's so-and-so going to react? Or if I look this way, how's so-and-so going to react? And it would happen when I was getting ready in the morning, when I was walking through the halls at school, when I was in class, when I was out shopping, I was anywhere. I was just always fearful of what other people think. And that was putting all of the focus on myself. And I wasn't, with that, I didn't have any energy left to focus on anybody else. And so that was isolating myself from a community, and I was not living out of a place of freedom because when... I, all my thoughts were just on, well, what about me? What are they going to think of me? And that doesn't leave any space to think about others. Um, so to sum up this idea, it really comes down to isolation versus invitation. Selfishness isolates us. 
um, and only love can invite. So, um, yeah, our, I think it's just really important for us to think about, are we isolating ourselves or are we inviting the community and the love and the freedom that's available to us? So just to recap again, um, our first point, selfishness is restraining. Our second point, selfishness is isolating. And now our third point, selfishness is misleading. So my family and I have this really dear friend, Bob, <laughs> who um, works, uh, he used to work with my dad and he was kind of like the handyman, and he did all these things around the golf course, and um, he, uh, sorry, I hope I don't get emotional, okay, <laughs> he um, did all these things around the golf course, and he um, just helped a lot, he would get these calls at like 3 a.m., like, hey, something's wrong with the club, he's like this 70-year-old man, and he's just precious, and I love him, and um, he would get these calls in the middle of the night, like, we need you to come work on this, or we need this and this, and he you know, is up on these ladders and doing things that he shouldn't be doing. And he would take on these responsibilities that honestly were not even his um, because he, his character was to serve and his character was to love. And I've never been around anyone with so much joy. And I'm like, how, how are you like this? And, and it's so evident that he loves loving people. He enjoys loving people. And he found true joy in doing things for others. So um, about a year ago, um, we found out that Bob had cancer and it was um, starting to, you know, consume his body and change his health and, and alter, you know, his ability to work at the club and all of this stuff. But um, we still, you know, had a great friendship with him, even though like his work was pulling back and he wasn't able to do as much. Um, and so about not, not long after, we were just praying for him and believing for him, and, and it started to get really bad. And so honestly, it's probably about two months ago, I'm sitting at this coffee shop with Zach, and we're doing school, and we're working away, and we have deadlines. I'm super stressed. And I get a call from my mom, and she's right down the street at the hospital, and she's like, hey, Bob's really not doing well. Um, can you just come down the street and come visit him? Um, like, it's just, it's really not good. And, and I was like, no, like, I, I'm doing my school. I need to get this done. I'm really stressed out. I have deadlines. I can't come. My coffee, th this coffee shop I was at was five minutes down the road from the hospital. Um, and about two and a half weeks later, I found out that Bob had passed away. And so I'm planning to go to this funeral that I never, I was doing school. I had a deadline and I refused to drive five minutes to go see him. And so Honestly, like relating back, selfishness is misleading. I was so misled into thinking that I had more time, that what I was doing was more important, um, that I was so wrapped up in myself, it, it took me away from furthering my relationship with Bob. And so just continuing this thought, um, Philippians 2, 3 through 4, again, we're in the message, so it's on the screen. But Philippians 2 says, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be so obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And I really wish I would have done this in this situation. I wish I would have forgotten myself long enough to love someone else better than I did. And so just to continue, on another note, um, recently we just went through Black Friday. Um, who all went? Did you go buy things? Yeah? <laughs> no, I went to bed. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's so many lines, people are waiting in line, you're pushing your way to the front, you want to get ahead, you want to get what you want, you want this discount that you want, and in this verse, it literally says, where's the verse? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, um, 
anyways, don't push your way to the front. Like, help others get ahead. And at the day after, we're so thankful for everything that we have. We're up at 3 a.m. buying more things. So it's just so funny. But anyways, um, oh, that's why. I'm sorry. So yeah, basically, our society just teaches us that we deserve something that we actually don't. We, we put our mindsets and our feelings above everyone else, and in the process, we become ignorant to everyone else. So we were created for love, and love looks like freedom, and love looks like exactly what God has done for us, and that's what we've been given to share. So continuing in Philippians 2 again, um, it says, Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. And I think this is so beautiful because Jesus himself had association with the God who created everything. God made the earth. He made us. He was first and foremost before any of us, and he's so much bigger. And he sent his son, and his son is here and becomes not just a human, but a slave just to love people. And he had association with, he was like, the son of God, and he never used that to his advantage. And so it just makes me think about in our cliques, um, which is here at school, or here at church and in our schools, and we're a part of these cliques, and we're so concerned with who am I hanging out with? What grades am I making? What sports am I playing? How am I benefiting myself? What am I doing for me? What does my hair look like? What does my makeup look like? What kind of shoes do I have? It's all of these ongoing thoughts where we're, we're like not caring about anything at all. And, and Jesus himself, who is the son of God, came and washed our feet. And we're humans, and we can't even take our minds off of our hair for five minutes to, to love someone else. Um, and so, um, anyway, it's just selfishness really is misleading, and it leads us to believe that we deserve something that we don't. And the last thing I want to say about this is, is Jesus, we call him the servant king. And this makes us servants of the king. And it's only, even in the washing of the feet, when Jesus was doing that, it's only the fact that he understood where he came from and he knew where he was going. He was empowered to serve. And so that's what we come from and that's what we should be doing ourselves. That's great. So just to recap, so we've talked about how selfishness is restraining. Selfishness is isolating and selfishness is misleading. And I'm sure at some point in all of our lives, we've, we've each either felt restrained or isolated or misled. And those are all results of selfishness. However, the fruits of selflessness are community and um, freedom and true clarity and direction. And those come from the Lord. And that's what the Lord desires for us. He wants us to have those things. And the great news is that we have the Father as our example and as our guide and as our friend and the great news with that is he's full of grace and he wants to teach us and he wants to walk beside us and help us be selfless. In Luke 2.10, they're discussing the birth of Jesus and an angel of the Lord comes and says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. So God gave us his one and only son so that we may have joy and that's incredibly selfless and we get to be joyful because of that. And speaking of joy, we're in the midst of a very joyful time of year. We're in the middle of the Christmas season, which is exciting, and it's fun, and it's wonderful, and it's a very important time for us to be selfless. 
But as followers of Jesus, our season of selflessness isn't just for Christmas time. It's for forever. And so that's what we need to be striving for um, every day past Christmas for it's an extended period of time that we always want to be selfless and, and try and mold our hearts after the Lord. And he gives us the examples that we need for how to be selfless. Um, and so, um, it's just important for us to remember that selflessness is not unattainable. It's built within all of us. And so if we can focus our eyes on the Lord, he's going to give us the strength that we need and the resources that we need and the grace that we need in order to live selfless lives. And the Lord is full of grace for us. And so we're able to also have grace for ourselves and we get to walk alongside the Lord and he's going to help us and show us exactly how we can live selflessly just as he did, and he sent his son, and, and his son was completely selfless. And so we get to follow that example and live that way. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your love and that you're constantly teaching us, God, and you're constantly walking beside us. And I pray that you would remind us daily what it looks like to be selfless, God, and when we're faced with situations where it might be harder to be selfless, I pray that you would... Um, give us the little nudge that we need and just the encouragement and the guidance that we need to know how we can live selflessly. And, and I just pray that we would turn our eyes and our hearts to you always, Lord. And we thank you that you're our friend and our father and our guidance. Um, and so we just pray for your help and, and helping us to live selfless lives. And thank you that we get to follow your example. In Jesus' name, amen. Our Basecamp community aims to take young people onward and upward in their walk with Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at basecampsm.com or follow us on any social media platform at basecamp underscore sm. Have a great rest of your day.